from Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text. Hello there. Welcome to the National News for week commencing June 23. The 2019 International Museums Weekend event is on this weekend. That's why there's a lot of activity, particularly in central Queensland. Hi to all the visitors at the Central Queensland Museum sites being activated this weekend. And listening to this, the National News broadcast, and welcome to the great world of amateur radio. Now, the Rockhampton and District Amateur Radio Club, VK4WIR, is at the Family Fun Day at Archer Park Rail Museum on HF and VHF, IRLP, Echo Link and DMR on the VK4RMA digital repeater. Happens from 9.30 to 14.00 local. So that's 9.30 till 2 o'clock today, Sunday the 23rd of June. The Central Queensland Amateur Radio Association, VK4CHV, is active at the Rockhampton Heritage Village on HF, VHF, IRLP and Echolink. Down in Gladstone, the Gladstone Amateur Radio Club, VK4GLA, is at the Gladstone Maritime Museum. HF on the 40 metre band around 7.150 and VHF IRLP node 6480. And it is also noted that over in the West, West Australian VHF Group are operating VK6WH from the Wireless Hill Museum at Burragoon on HF, VHF, Echolink and DMR. Avon calling. Whoops, let's reverse that. Yes, it's actually Nova calling. Radioinfo.com.au are reporting that Nova Entertainment will upgrade seven metro stations and one regional with high-efficiency Gates Air transmitters. Gates Air, a global leader in wireless, over-the-air content delivery solutions for TV and radio broadcasters, has won a large contract with Nova Entertainment here in Australia to upgrade FM transmission sites within the continent. Gates Air will supply a total of 16 Flexiva Fax air-cooled FM transmitters, with in-country partner Ray Air conducting all-site evaluations, installations, commissioning and post-sale services. Nova Entertainment's national FM footprint first took shape in 2001 with the launch of Nova 96.9 in Sydney, followed by stations in Adelaide, Brisbane, Melbourne and Perth. The broadcaster will first upgrade these five metropolitan sites, beginning with the Melbourne and Perth locations. Nova Entertainment will subsequently upgrade the remaining metropolitan sites, followed by a regional location on the New South Wales Central Coast. Now, we may not be hearing this week from WIA directors, but we do have a WIA past director joining us. This is Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, with scattered items of news. At the time of this Sunday morning's broadcast, the 2019 Winter VHF-UHF Field Day is still underway. Don't give up yet. There are still contacts to be had. I'm out portable west of Bathurst, New South Wales, and I'd like to add a few more contacts in the log, even though mine will only be a check log. Earlier this past week, some winter solstice sporadic E showed its face, with six metre contacts up and down the eastern states, plus contacts across the Dutch to ZL for a bit of excitement. In the inimitable way of sporadic E, when the wind in the neutral atmosphere's conditions up above about 90 to 100 kilometres are favourable to producing wind shears that compress metallic ions, generally magnesium and iron, that are triters of meteors, 
Those wind shears happen over intervals of 2, 5, 10 and 16 days. Hence, last Thursday when I prepared this, I was curious to know if the wind shear gods would favour this weekend or not. Best wishes to all those who entered the contest. Don't forget to put in a log. Do your best not to procrastinate. Put it off. Mow the lawn that you didn't do because you were away for the weekend playing radio. Adopt the slogan of activewear manufacturer Nike. Just do it. Again, this week, while I'm here, I'd like to take this opportunity to correct an error I made last week. A what? I can hear some saying even if not out loud and only in your mind. Oh, what? I made an error. Mea culpa. For those who didn't learn Latin at school or university, it means my fault. Last week I gave a potted history about recent Order of Australia recipient Joe Taylor, VK7JG. Joe is a silent key, so the award has been given posthumously and with no less significance for that. Joe got his licence in October 1965 and his call sign was issued in December that year. However, and here comes the mea culpa, that first call sign of his was VK7ZGJ, not, as I mistakenly advised last week, VK7ZJG. That error was all my fault. Hence, Mia Maxima Culpa. For pointing out my mistake, I must thank Justin Giles Clark, VK7WT. No! VK7TW. <sighs> this is Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, for VK1WIA News. Hello, I'm Jeff Emery, VK4ZPP, and I've been thinking. You've probably seen some of the posts which report that the French regulator is proposing the use of the lower part of our two-metre amateur band for a new aeronautical segment. The worldwide communications company, Talus, is based in France and they may be the commercial sponsors of such an idea. Nothing can be done at the forthcoming World Radio Conference this year as the agenda items have been decided, but it is mooted that this could be a topic in... 2022. Rather than believe the sky is falling in, maybe there could be a follow-up to a story carried by Southgate Amateur Radio News last Sunday. Now, our supreme decision-making body for the communications sector is the ITU, the International Telecommunications Union, an arm of the United Nations. Apart from adopting standards for technologies such as Wi-Fi, it also places the parameters in place for governments to control radio communication services, such as the amateur radio service. It is ITU Radio Regulation 1.56 that defines our service, and 25.6, which requires that operators shall meet standards of competency set by local administrations. We already have followed the UK design of an entry-level licence which we know as the Foundation Licence. Australia has not, however, expanded the range of modes for its F-calls in the way that the UK has. 
It seems as digital modes have been easier to use, the use of the extensive voice repeater networks has fallen off to virtually nothing in many countries worldwide. It is this state of affairs that is causing fear in the minds of amateurs, as they remember the loss of part of 70 centimetres, where amateurs are but a secondary service. Any suggestion that a primary allocation could be a threat is the worry that has sparked quite a reaction to the suggested loss of 2 MHz of the 144 MHz band. I'm aware that notations which appear on certain VK licenses indicate adherence to certain standards adopted overseas, such as CEPT. I wasn't aware of the ITU minimum standard recommendation M1544-1 until I caught up with the piece from Trevor, M5AKA, on Southgate. It states that several countries have an entry-level licence which can be gained in seven hours' training, which is roughly half the time it takes for the UK Foundation. Now, in case you want to make cracks about getting licences given away with breakfast cereal, just think about a new cohort of people joining the hobby, using commercially made radios on the VHF, UHF bands, which are underutilised. The repeaters are there, but the operators aren't. The old axiom still applies to the bands. Use them, or lose them. I'm Jeff Emery, and that's what I think. How about you? From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text. International news. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. We start this week with news from the IARU. Two proposals under discussion in Europe as possible World Radio Communication Conference 2023, WRC 23 agenda items, could impact important amateur radio frequencies. IARU Region 1 President Don Beatty, Gulf 3 Bravo Juliet, reported this week on the IARU Region 1 website. Included is that proposal from France we told you of last week to consider the 144 to 146MHz band as a primary allocation to the aeronautical mobile service as part of a broader consideration of spectrum allocated to that service. IARU has cautioned the amateur community against overreacting to the news. This is one of the few primary allocations to the amateur service above 29.7 MHz and, as such, is an important and widely used part of the amateur spectrum, with a vast installed base of users and operational satellite stations, Don commented. IARU views with grave concern any proposal to include this band in the proposed study. Another proposal has been raised to study the 23cm amateur allocation 1240 to 1300MHz, following reports of interference to the Galileo Navigation System, Europe's GPS system. Don said IARU is aware of a handful of cases of reported interference to the Galileo E6 signal on 1278.750MHz. In all cases, these have been resolved by local action with full cooperation of the amateur stations concerned, Don pointed out. To South Africa now, LED and power-saving lamps. The South African Radio League is starting a project to list LED and power-saving lamps that can safely be used in your house and Radio Shack without causing interference. You may ask why not the other way around. 
the simple explanation is that the SARL cannot publish negative comments about a product unless scientific testing has proved that product creates interference. They can, they say, recommend products that are compatible with amateur radio. Cape Verde Islands, historic transatlantic contact made on 144 MHz. An historic contact was made on Sunday the 16th of June 2019 when the Atlantic was spanned for the first time on 144 MHz. Delta 41 Charlie Victor on Cape Verde Islands off the coast of Africa managed to work Fox Golf 8 Oscar Juliet in Guadalupe on 144.174 MHz using the FT8 digital mode. The distance was an incredible 3,867 kilometres. To put that into context, the distance from Canberra, our nation's capital, to Fiji is several hundred kilometres shorter. Tropo prediction maps show a path right across the Atlantic and suggest that even more incredible contacts may be possible. To the United Kingdom, there are some big changes facing the communications regulator in Britain and it involves a changing of the guard at the very top. Jeremy Boot, Golf 4 November Juliet Hotel, says that Ofcom, the British communications regulator, is losing its leader at the end of the year. Sharon White, chief executive of the Office of Communications, has announced she is leaving the regulatory body where she's been since 2015. The Ofcom board has begun its search for a successor as she leaves to become chairwoman of John Lewis Partnership, which operates department stores, supermarkets, banking, financial and other services in the UK. Her replacement at Ofcom will require approval by the Department for Culture, Media and Sport. To the USA, the ARRL has produced and is making available the downloadable video What is Amateur Radio? to use at club meetings and public events, including their ARRL Field Day this weekend, June 22-23. to A PowerPoint presentation is also available for members to download. Recognising the tremendous need and desire for such a product among ARRL members, ARRL's Lifelong Learning Department initiated the project. ARRL communication content producer Michelle, Whiskey 3 Mike Victor Papa, produced the video which runs just under three minutes long. Chicago Rain to Cease Hap Holly Kilo Charlie 9 Romeo Papa, who's been producing the Rain Report amateur radio newscast every week for 30 years, has announced he's retiring and closing down. The Rain Report Radio Amateur Information Network archives will remain online for those who want to download and or broadcast them, Hap told ARRL. A ham since 1969, Holly, a prolific reporter of Dayton Hamvention, news and forum accounts over the years, said he'll produce a farewell to the Rain Report newscast. The grand finale could run over more than one episode and will include clips from individuals heard on the Rain Report in past years. Holly, who just turned 68, was named Hamvention's 2002 Amateur of the Year, which he called a very special honour. He produced the Rain Report, which typically runs 10 to 15 minutes, from his home studio, Hamshack, in suburban Chicago. In addition to being available via the internet, the Rain Report is transmitted over a wide network of amateur radio repeaters. Finally this week, the FCC settles with private broadcaster. After filing a civil action and seeking an injunction to stop a church-related pirate radio station from operating in Massachusetts, the U.S. Attorney's Office has reached a settlement with the station's operators and Christian Praise International Church. Oberoni, the operator, and the church admitted that they'd been operating an FM broadcast station without a license. 
According to a consent decree filed and subject to court approval, they agreed not to do so in the future. They also agreed to surrender all of their broadcasting equipment. According to the signed consent decree, Vasco Operoni and Christian Praise International Church admitted they had operated a radio broadcast station on 97.1 MHz without an FCC licence and had previously had operated an unlicensed radio station on 102.3 MHz. The FCC had issued multiple warnings and issued a forfeiture order in the amount of $15,000 against Oberoni. The FCC said Oberoni agreed to a payment plan but later began broadcasting again without a licence on a different frequency. In Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Ham Radio Operational News. It's Contact Sport. I'm Felix, VK4FUQ. All major Australian contest rules and results are on the contest section of the WIA website. 2019. International Museums Weekend Part 2. This weekend, 22-23 June. 22-23 WIA Winter VHF UHF Field Days. IARUHF World Championship 13-14 July. RSGB IOTA Contest July 27-28 Trans-Tasman Lobeing Contest July 20 VK Remembrance Day Contest is August 17-18 Chile CE Special Event Station CB2E is QRV until the 2nd of July To mark a total solar eclipse on July 2 Activities on the HF bands using SSB and FT8 QSL Vibura Thailand HS Members of RAST, the Radio Manchester Society of Thailand, are QRV with special call HS 10 King until July 31 to celebrate the coronation of King Vajura Lankhorn Bobin Rudkin Banbei Avar Kalankung QSL Vibura The Allen Islands Postal Administration is issuing a postcard this year to commemorate the 50th anniversary of the first de-expedition to the market reef OJ0MR in late December 1969, and its attainment of DXCC status. Soon after that initial operation, the permanent lighthouse keeper, Carl Eric, OJ0MA, also hit the airwaves, and a stream of de-expeditions followed, establishing Market Reef as a dream location for hundreds of operators. The Northern California DX Foundation and the Finnish DX Foundation later assisted the Finnish Lighthouse Society to restore the remote DX outpost between the Allen Islands and Sweden. This year, many veteran DX expeditions will return to Market Reef, including some up-and-coming young DXs from Finland and Sweden. The activity, which got underway on June 8, may even extend into their winter in order to catch the best low-band overtings. OJ0A and OJ0Z will be on the air starting on July 6. Market Reef will also be active as OJ0B during the IARU HF World Championship Contest over the 13-14 July weekend. Youth Week will follow, with OJ0C on the air starting on July 15, followed by an Islands on the Air operation as OJ0DX starting on July 27. For International Lighthouse Lightship Weekend, August 17-18, the callsign OJ0O will be active. Micronesia V6 QRV is V6K from Crozet Island IOTA OC059 until Monday the 24th Activities on 40 to 10 metres QSL to home call JA1XGI Music to one's ears That's all on Radio Amateur Radio Group
SZ2T is hosting a special event station in July. Tuanamikis Theodorakis, considered Greece's best-known living composer. The artist is turning 94 years old and hems up paying a non-musical tribute by calling QRZ from the 20th to 29th of July, his actual birthday. The call sign is SX94MIKIS, that is, SX94MIKIS. You probably know the composer's music. He scored such films as Serpico, Zed, and Zorba the Greek. He is also the recipient of a Lenin Peace Prize and was a nominee for the Nobel Peace Prize in 2000. Though amateur radio can't promise such high-level honours to radio operators contacting this special event station, the Activation does have an award scheme of its own, and the prizes include song sheets written in the composer's own hand, provided from his archives. So, compose yourself, and be listening next month to the bands, not just the musical ones. From Australia, this is VK1WIA, and the weekly amateur radio news service. On RF, internet, streaming and text. Not Steel Roger, VK2ZRH's Thunder On, Sporadic E and all things to do with wireless weather. We'll have a quick look at wireless weather in the next sunspot cycle because it may be 50% lower. NASA report research now underway may have found a reliable new method to predict this solar activity. The sun's activity rises and falls in an 11-year cycle. The forecast for the next solar cycle says it will be the weakest of the last 200 years. The maximum of this next cycle, measured in terms of sunspot number, a standard measure of solar activity level, could be 30 to 50% lower than the most recent one. The results do show that the next cycle will start in 2020, reaching its maximum in 2025. With the latest worldwide special interest group news, I'm Cole, VK3GTV, and to kick off the segment this week... We take a look at the internet, the ham's domain, where QRZ.com has instituted password security and seller verification programs. In an effort to combat fraudsters and password fishers, the popular QRZ.com amateur radio website is offering the option of establishing two-factor authentication, or 2FA, for its registered users. The site's founder and president, Fred Lloyd, AA7BQ, said that 2FA secures a user's password on the site. With 2FA, your actual password becomes nearly moot, and revealing it to a crook has no detrimental effect, Lloyd told the ARRL. With 2FA, you need the one-time code, and that's the only thing that will work. It's a solid technology that is rapidly gaining popularity. Lloyd said that when a user logs into the site with 2FA, the validation for the session is stored in the user's browser as an encrypted cookie They can live for up to 30 days. If your IP address changes or the browser is cleared, the cookie is invalidated. Lloyd said you'll also have to sign in separately if you have multiple computers or if you use multiple browsers on the same machine. QRZ.com staffers are said to have been using 2FA successfully for a couple of years now. Worldwide Special Interest Group's ILLW, Global Map of Lighthouses. With the International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend coming up on August 17-18, to our text edition of the news this week has a link to a map of all lighthouses across the globe. But a word of warning, it's a very large image file. Now on to Special Interest Group's Lowdown. SAQ Grimmerton Transmission on June 30th this year. The annual transmission on Alexanderson Day with the Alexanderson Alternator on VLF 17.2 kHz 
but the call, SAQ, will take place Sunday, June 30th, 2019. Two transmissions are scheduled as follows. Start-up of tuning at 8.30 UTC with the transmission of a message at 0900 UTC and again at start-up of tuning at 11.30 UTC with the transmission of a message at 1200 UTC. Both transmission events will be broadcast live on a YouTube channel with a link posted in the text edition of today's national news at wia.org.au. The amateur radio station with the call, SK6SAQ, will be QRV on 7.035 kHz CW or 14.035 kHz CW or 3.755 kHz SSB. Now on to radio scouting and the Kennedy Region Scouts Nighthawk activity where you can make a real difference and show the youth of today how useful amateur radio can be. Teams tracking and a chance to set up portable at a spot you would not normally go to. Arrive at Nighthawk HQ around 2pm on Saturday, then go to your checkpoint for a night of easy operating in the field, tracking the progress of Nighthawk teams with some entertainment as you observe youth members trying to impress the scout leader judges with finesse in their activity, which is on next weekend, Saturday and Sunday, June 29 and 30, at Kennedy Region Scouts, Langley Retreat, Reed River. If you're in the area and would like more details or can help, contact the TARC on one of the RAT repeaters. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Radio Amateur Young Timers, SARL to hand over Yota flag and key at Frederikshafen. It's almost a year since the SARL, South African Radio League, received the Yota flag and the official Morse key and hosted what is described as the best IARU youngsters on the air summer camp event in South Africa. On June 21st, SARL President Nico van Rensburg, ZS6QL and Kusvik, ZR6KF, SARL Youth Coordinator, handed over the flag and Morse key to the Bulgarian Federation of Radio Amateurs team who will be hosting the 2019 event. Special interest groups VHF and above, the plumber's delight. 76 and 122 GHz record set. Here is an extension to the 122 GHz national record and a new VK476 GHz record. On the 31st of May this year, Roland VK4FB and Stefan VK4CSD extended the national and VK4 122 GHz record to 43.2 kilometres. VK7 News also says on June 6 that they also set the VK476 GHz record with a distance of 115.9 kilometres. A great effort, so our congratulations to both Roland and Stefan. Until next week, when I have more worldwide special interest group news, I hope everyone manages to keep warm. I'm Cole, VK3GTV. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions, www.wia.org.au. All right, let's see what's on the social scene. VK3, Gips Tech 2019, happens July 13, 14. VK3, Melbourne QRP by the Bay, Saturday the 13th of July at 3pm. Melbourne QRP by the Bay is an occasional gathering of home brewers, QRPers and portable operators. Yep, it's the middle of winter, but last year's winter gathering was so successful, they're going to do it all again. Now normally between round 15, 30 people show up for a very convivial couple of hours. Bring yourself an idea, an interesting piece of equipment, whatever you like. Gather at Chelsea Beach near the Life Saving Club and afterwards many do go out for tea at a local restaurant. 
So that's 3pm Saturday, July 13 for Melbourne's QRP by the Bay at Chelsea Beach. Also in VK3, Gippsland Gate Ham Fest, July the 20th. Happens at Cranbourne Public Hall, the corner of Clarendon and High Streets, Cranbourne, 10am. In VK4, Sunshine Coast Amateur Radio Club's Sunfest, 9am Saturday, September 14, at the Wombai School of Arts. In VK4, the Townsville Amateur Radio Club's Cardwell Gathering, four days of fun, commencing October 4. VK3 again, Yarra Valley Amateur Radio Group's Hamfest, October 13, and Worldwide Jota 2019 happens Friday the 18th through until Sunday, October 20. Ballarat Amateur Radio Group and VK3, their Barghamvention, October 27, and VK3 Rosebud Radio Fest, November 17. VK3 PDG says the Southern Peninsula Amateur Radio Club will run their Rosebud Radio Fest 9.30am November 17. This is Spark's annual celebration of all things amateur radio. It's the ham fest with everything. Sales, displays, demonstrations, forums, prizes, clubs, emergency services, SDR, electronics, computers, the list goes on. Special interest groups, great catering, indoor and outdoor meeting spots. Rosebud, it never fails to please. Then moving on to 2020, Alara Meet, 2020 in Bendigo, October. Now, till next we meet, I'm Graham VK4BB. Walk softly. From Australia, this has been VK1WIA and the weekly amateur radio news service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening.